Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Presents Hancock and Kelly. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right, John Hancock. It's a beautiful day. It sure is. On the left, Michael Kelly. Good morning, St. Louis. I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda, Governor Parson sends Missouri National Guard troops to the southern border. Also, I interviewed Republican Congressman Mike Bost. There's at least one thing on which he agrees with President Biden. A St. Louis alderwoman has an idea for dealing with the city's reckless driving epidemic. Give offenders the boot. In our quote of the week, Kansas City's mayor accuses the governor of using a racist dog whistle after the Super Bowl parade mass shooting in Kansas City. Also, after President Trump's finish in last night's Republican primary in South Carolina, is it over for challenger Nikki Haley? Republican candidate for Missouri governor, Secretary State of State Jay Ashcroft sets off political alarm bells by slamming special treatment for veterans. And an Alabama Supreme Court raises eyebrows nationwide. The court rules that frozen human embryos may be people, children in the eyes of the law. We begin with Republican Missouri Governor Mike Parson ordering Missouri National Guard troops to the U.S. border with Mexico and Texas. Governor Parson announced the deployment of up to 200 members of the National Guard and nearly two dozen state highway patrol troopers in response to a request for support from Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Governor Parson says President Biden's reckless border policies are fueling a fentanyl crisis that is killing people, destroying families and communities in Missouri. But the flood of migrants entering the U.S. has now shifted from Texas to Arizona and mostly California. Is the governor doing the right thing here, John? Yeah, and you know what's interesting here, Andy, is that what the governor of Texas has done, and he's had the support of a lot of other governors, is actually working at the border. Look at Eagle Pass. It had been overrun for months and months. They put the barbed wire fencing up, became very controversial. They've stopped the flow at that location. So why do they need Missouri troops now is the question. So that they can continue to keep the flow down. And I think governors are being supportive of this policy. And look, we've got a crisis down here. And I get the dysfunction in Washington. I understand all of that. Uh, but Joe Biden created this crisis, and, and it's continuing to this day, uh, and, and they're shifting. We need to put the border under control. It's that simple. Does Texas need Missouri's help? California may need it more right now. Well, this is a giant charade sending people down there for, uh, you know, to appease the Trump base. What Governor Parson should have done is dispatched his chief of staff or members of administration down to Mar-a-Lago to talk to the former president and say, how come when we had a bipartisan solution to fix this, you've gone and killed it? And instead, Governor Parson's, you know, mumbling way through life, and now he's going to go out there and, uh, you know, play this charade for Donald Trump. It's just absolutely silly. And to say that Joe Biden is responsible for what's happening at our border, this has been going on for 30 years. Not like we this. had a solution on the table. And guess what? Donald Trump 
has killed it. The Republicans don't want to fix problems. They just want to run on sound bites. The bill in Washington would have made a difference. I won't argue that. It would have made a difference, and I'm sorry it didn't pass. But make no mistake, this border was, I mean, whatever you want to say or think about Donald Trump, he did have the border under control much better than it's been. And now, and, and here's the problem. It's a big welcome sign, you know, and then we're just inviting people to flood, and then we act surprised when they show up. We got a lot of border talk here, and when you say welcome sign, Chicago's got the welcome sign up. Democrat Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, in a State of the State speech, included his plan to raise taxes to pay for migrants now flooding Chicago, a Democrat sanctuary city. Republican State Rep. Kevin Schmidt of Milstadt is blasting the governor, saying the taxpayer tab for taking in more than 35,000 migrants shipped to Illinois from the southern border so far is $2.5 billion and counting. Pritzker is calling for nearly $900 million in new tax hikes, for more than doubling the sports gaming tax to cutting deductions on personal income and corporate taxes. Your thoughts, Michael, about raising taxes on people in your own state in the middle of the country to pay for migrants being shipped to Chicago. Yeah, it's really unnecessary. Had we passed the bipartisan bill, we would be addressing these issues. Uh, this tax increase isn't solely just for migrants. It's for a lot of programs that are going to be implemented potentially over in Illinois. But look, this is, the, this is the ultimate reality of what we're facing in terms of having these open borders and refusing to come forward with a compromise. And this is, that's what's so frustrating about it, uh, Andy, is that we had something that could have made a difference. For the first time in the lives that we've all been living, we could have actually have had comprehensive border reform and instead were kowtowing to a goofball down in Mar-a-Lago. John. Well, we had a college student, a nursing student in Georgia killed by an illegal uh, migrant earlier this week. Uh, what they're doing in Illinois is J.B. Pritzker is driving, not encouraging, driving business out of that state. You're going to raise a corporate tax. You're going to cap deductibility. Illinois is becoming untenable if you want to be in private business and raising taxes, raising taxes. Plus, Chicago's a sanctuary city. Let's start solving problems like that first before raising taxes and driving businesses out of the state. I don't state. know. I live in a state of Missouri that's controlled 1,000% by the Republicans, and we continue to lose businesses. We're losing jobs in Missouri. No, we're not. Is it really partisan, or is it antiquated backward policies? Missouri's economy's done pretty well. We're losing them in St. Louis, and so that's a different well, story. Yes. President Biden has ripped Congress for taking a couple of weeks off as the border crisis continues. I sat down with a Republican, Congressman Mike Bost, who represents a big part of the St. Louis area and who agrees with the president on this. We should be in session. We should be in session right now. It's so much more that we need to get done. We got 12, 12 budget bills we got to get done. We've got the border crisis that we need to deal with. We've got Ukraine funding, which I'm, I'm for Ukraine funding. As long as we have oversight, I voted for the first two. I haven't voted for anyone ever since, and that's because we believe, no, we know that what we believe was for beans, bullets, and band-aids has been being abused. Boss has just been endorsed by former President Trump in his re-election campaign. He's against the recent Senate border deal uh, and Ukraine funding. He says he's not stalling on progress at the border just to keep the issue alive for Mr. Trump's run for the White House. He points out that the House passed a much tougher border bill, H.R. 2, long ago. 
Democrats are losing on the border issue, Michael. Isn't it time for them to give a little more to get a deal done? They did. I don't know how much more they can well, they get. Did in the the Senate, fact but, of the matter is, is they but could the Senate take... said HR2 is dead on arrival, just like uh, the House did the other way. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is they could take Donald Trump's policy of banning Muslims, banning people of color, holding people, just willy-nilly holding people at the border. They could implement all that tomorrow, and guess what? Or want to implement it all in a piece of legislation, and Donald Trump would kill it. This Mike Bow sounds too reasonable to be a part of the Trump coalition because he actually wants to get things done. He blames his own party when, he when you talk about whether they should be in session right now. Boss says, you know, it took three weeks to get a new speaker after they booted the other right. one. He says that's on the Republicans. And he said that really cost them 11 to 12 weeks of actual Look, No question. And, and they should be in session. You've got a pending... Again, the, the debt ceiling limit is just around the corner. They're going to have to deal with that, probably with another continuing resolution. They've got to figure out a way to fund Ukraine. A majority of the members want to support Ukraine in that chamber. Seventy senators voted for it. They need to figure that out. So there's a lot to do. And, yeah, I do think they should be in, in session. Another interview I did this week raised some eyebrows with St. Louis Alderwoman Kara Spencer about St. Louis's reckless driving epidemic. It was interrupted by blatant reckless driving. Spencer is introducing a new bill to lock up the wheels of reckless drivers with metal boots. Watch. So what this does is disable the vehicle from being able to be driven in a manner that can kill someone. Look, cars are weapons uh, when operated recklessly and um, they are killing you know we are allowing this to just run rampant no sooner had she said that than this happened a man driving recklessly on an atv and three more motorcycles roared by running a red light and then dangerously circling cars waiting for the light to change right there that happens all the time in st louis i see it not daily, but I've seen it five or six times in the last couple of months. Under Spencer's bill, offenders would have to pay $500 to get the boot taken off their wheels. The mayor and aldermanic president are instead calling for a return to red light cameras to mail tickets to offenders. John Spencer points out that blatant offenders ignore tickets, ignore court summons. Of course they do. They're not going to be locked up. Of course they're not. So what about red light cameras I actually or the boot? I think the boot's a good idea. I'm for the boot. Uh, you, red light camera. Really? Really? Uh, you know, you've got stolen cars out there being driven like crazy. That's the red light camera's not going to solve that problem. Kids driving these ATVs and little tiny motor, whatever those things are. Where are they getting the money for that, by the way? And uh, how are you going to find out who that is? They're not licensed. You, you, red light cameras aren't going to do diddly squat. That's a technical term. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, the boot's the way to go. Kara Spencer's right. What do you think? Either one of them? What are more police on the streets? What? Sure, I'm for everything. But if you write tickets, uh, is she right? You know, these people aren't going to show up in court. They're not going to well, pay fines. Right, right. And 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 then look. And the big hang-up here is the mayor and the president of the board of aldermen are all to say, "Well, we're going to be targeting poor victim, these poor criminals, and what are they going to be able to do?" And that's just the real problem that we've got, Andy. Is everybody wants to think about the bad actor, other than the person who's paying the taxes. Um, and we continue to watch this. It's kind of like a parent who hasn't been kind of telling their child, hey, yes, you need to say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, please, thank you, etc." And then all of a sudden they grow up and they act a fool. We're living with the consequences of three or four years of saying, look, it's okay that you've got all these issues. Go out and do whatever you want. And as a result, we're all seeing these little ATVs. We're all seeing this nonsense in our neighborhoods. Consequences is the key word.
you got to have consequences when you act a fool. Up next, what have we learned from last night's South Carolina presidential primary? Donald Trump wins again, and a top candidate for Missouri governor says good government does not include special deals for military vets. Hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. So last night was the Republican presidential primary in South Carolina, and former President Donald Trump won in a landslide. He beat former South Carolina governor Nikki Haley by roughly 20 points, just under 60% for him, just under 40% for her, in her home state. Mr. Trump curiously did not mention her in his victory speech. In her speech, accepting defeat, she vowed to continue her campaign with more than 20 states holding contests in the next 10 days, with Michigan being next. Is she going to get walloped there too, John? Probably, yeah. And I think, you know, she's done. She's still got money. She's able to travel. She's able to put ads on television. But this is Donald Trump's electorate. And we saw it again in South Carolina. I'll tell you something, though, that is a little bit of a harbinger of, of potential trouble for my side. The turnout in New Hampshire, Iowa, Nevada, South Carolina was lower this year than it was back in 2016. That's a problem. And now you've got a series of these exit polls that say Haley voters are now claiming for now that they will not support Donald Trump right. in the fall. Those two things are, you know, potential real problems for the GOP. You go back four years, eight years, though, and there are multiple candidates still in it on Super Tuesday. What's the problem with staying in? I mean, there seems to be more push from the right telling her to get out. Trump wants her out. Well, of course, Trump's putting all the pressure he can. I mean, he'd like the coronation, which, by the way, is what the Republican Party's going to do. They're going to have a coronation of him. Uh, but Nikki Haley, I think, is waiting for one of three things to happen. Number one is for the legal troubles uh, to catch up with Donald Trump to the point where he's unable to compete. Number two, for the potential base and the money that supplies him to walk away. That's probably the least likely. Or number three, this aging man to have some health issues. He's not the picture of health. Um, and she'd like to be the person in waiting. And I think she's uh, trying to hold that ground as long as she can in the hopes that one of those other three things may happen. Missouri's Republican Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, who's a leading candidate for Missouri governor, is creating quite a stir with his comments about military veterans. During a panel for gubernatorial candidates at the annual Missouri Republican Party Lincoln Days in Kansas City over last weekend, Ashcroft was asked how the state can better support veterans and active duty military personnel. During the candidates' forum at the GOP Lincoln Days, he was asked, should the state do better to support veterans? He said in response, and I'm quoting here, I don't think we ought to say if you're in the military, we'll give you this discount, but everybody else has to pay twice as much. I don't think that's good government. I appreciate veterans, but what we ought to do is say if it's good for veterans, it's good to do it for everyone. Michael, Democrats and fellow Republicans are hammering about these comments. How damaging is this? Uh, very damaging. I mean, talk about an apple that rolled a long way from the tree. John Ashcroft is this guy's dad. He was Mr. Wrap Yourself in Flag, Stand Up for the Military. Now, part of uh, Jay Ashcroft's problems may be jealousy because he was kicked out of the Merchant Marines. I mean, so he probably doesn't think there ought to be special classifications for our veterans. I don't know how anybody running for office, particularly governor, 
can make the case that they are, have the best interest when they t- treat our veterans this way? I mean, is this the Republican Party of Ronald Reagan? Not even a Democrat would act like this. Jay Ashcroft, pay attention, you Republicans out there. This guy's a nut. Is there any way to walk it back, do some damage control? Uh, maybe. And I, I should disclose, I'm working for a PAC that is supporting Mike Kehoe for governor. He's the lieutenant governor. Right. I think if you look at the principle that Jay Ashcroft is articulating, it's a sound principle. We, we you know, treat people the same and things like that. The politics of it, uh, as it relates to veterans, is, uh, shall we say, not good. And, you know, there's a whole lot of veterans in this state. Missouri has a large, particularly down in the southwest part of the base of the Republican Party, uh, full of veterans down there. So the, pol- the politics of, of that rhetoric probably not so helpful for Jay Ashcroft. From a political standpoint, though, Andy, the thing people should take away is that this is not John Ashcroft. This is Jay Ashcroft, and there is a vast difference in a lot of issues here. Still to come on Hancock & Kelly, are frozen embryos stored at fertility clinics human children? Also, is calling someone a thug racist? Our quote of the week comes from the mayor of Kansas City. An Alabama Supreme Court ruling about frozen embryos has sent shockwaves across Missouri, Illinois, and the rest of the United States. The court ruled that frozen embryos can be considered children under state law. The decision came in a wrongful death case brought by a couple who had frozen embryos accidentally destroyed at a fertility clinic in Alabama. So a clinic is liable civilly for embryos. Atlanta's attorney general says he will not extend this ruling to criminal prosecution. Still, there are concerns, John. This ruling could severely limit, if not end, in vitro fertilization for couples who have trouble getting pregnant in the traditional way. Well, I think there's been a lot of flippant discussion about this in in the media. This is a medical ethics issue, and it's a real one. Uh, I know of cases where spouses have had fertilized embryos. They've gotten then divorced and had fights over what to do with them. This is not a simple matter, and in this case... The clinic destroyed embryos against the wishes of the parents. So uh, I don't think it's as cut and dried as many would have it uh, seem. Republicans and Democrats in Alabama alike are addressing this in the state legislature now. Yeah, the flippant manner of uh, what's happening is happening from Republicans who are legislating just backwards policies. And, you know, look... They want to make this election about uh, the border. It's going to be about abortion. And this continues to build on this narrative. These are people who want to have babies, and they're going after them. There's people out there right now watching it who consider themselves pro-life who the Republicans are targeting. Nobody's against in vitro fertilization. It's what is the status of this fertilized embryo? Now to our quote of the week. It comes in the wake of the mass shooting at the Super Bowl victory parade and rally for the Chiefs in Kansas City. Two adult men have now been charged with murder. The mass shooting killed one fan and injured more than 20 others, most of them children under the age of 16. In the wake of the mass shooting, Missouri Republican Governor Parsons said, we can't let thugs take over and ruin things. Kansas City's Democrat Mayor Quentin Lucas says the governor's use of the word thugs is racist. He says, quote, I have respect for the governor. We get along well, but thugs is a dog whistle in the classic sense. I've seen this dog whistle Time and again, Michael, is thugs a racist term? I'll yield to the, uh, the mayor of Kansas City. He's an African-American, and he says that's the case. That probably isn't the best choice of words. But uh, I can understand how in a moment of, uh, of uh, stress, et cetera, the governor may have said it. Still doesn't make it right. I don't know that the governor knew the race of the offenders when he 
called someone well, a thug. Look, I've been calling Vladimir Putin a thug for two years now. Uh, it's a term. It, thugs. People that are lawless. No, no problem. Final thoughts are next. First, Bomberito.com Drone Fox with a great view of one of downtown St. Louis's coolest buildings. That's my building. The Sarakata Lofts at 15th and Locust. Final thoughts, Michael? Well, this final thought's going to go on for two weeks because this is the last week my buddy is in his 50s. Can you believe this fossil is about to turn 60? Let's celebrate the last week of John Hancock's 50s is the only way I know how, which is maybe a little snooker later in the week. He called you out. I wonder if I can get the senior citizen discount now. I'm looking forward to that. I got my baseball tie on today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, because spring training baseball games have resumed down in Jupiter, Florida. The Cardinals are going to be much better than a lot of these pundits out there are saying. Trust me on this. They're going to have a very productive season. This pitching staff everybody's worried about, Andy, they're going to be just fine. Really? Yes. Well, of course like a 60-year-old would say that. Do we have, uh, I wonder if any of our friends are going to end up in Jupiter very soon. Could be this guy. <laughs> in about two hours. I'm going to the games. That is awesome. Hey, there's another John, John Hancock involved with this show. Yes, sir. The producer. He just turned 50. Another big birthday. Happy birthday, H. We We're thinking about you, John. Fox News Sunday is next, and if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2.